Welcome, alien overlords, to your Secret Invasion podcast by Fantastic Geek, the official, unofficial voice of the Marvel Cinematic Community. My name is Matt, and joining me is the Reptiloid who has assumed the visage of Pete. Hello, Pete. Hello, Matt. Hello, everybody. Secret Invasion podcast by Fantastic Geek here today to talk preview, premiere, ready to go for the series rolling. Matt, we're just days away from Wednesday, June 21st. And Pete, we're really, really days away. I think back to uh, that that golden time between Christmas and New Year's when we said, let's do a Secret Invasion preview. It's going to come out any time now. Um, this is for real, Pete. It really is. Let's see. Today's Secret Invasion Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. It really is four days away. Uh, and that's that's an exciting prospect there. Uh, amidst other things going on, Pete, today, as I said, Secret Invasion Saturday, tomorrow, Star Trek Sunday, when we'll be talking Star Trek Strange New Worlds uh, and looking forward to discussing its first episode of the second season. Yes. So starting both our shows here, we're settling in for several consecutive weeks of, of two shows, uh, both set in the stars uh, or at least uh, focused on the stars, I should say, where it comes to Secret Invasion. So, yeah, you get your Star Trek Sunday tomorrow, but your Secret Invasion Saturday now, where you're going to want to keep it for the next six weeks. Indeed, Pete. And for new listeners, we say welcome. Uh, definitely looking forward to our weekly episodic coverage of Secret Invasion uh, sharing not only recaps and analysis of the episodes, theories about where things could be headed, and uh, just generally diving deep into yet another MCU show. Uh, and I know, Pete, next Saturday's uh, podcast, next Saturday's Secret Invasion Saturday, uh, as we podcast the first episode, it's coming with some extra sizzle as well. It is. We're going to be uh, giving away uh to one lucky listener who leaves a review to either the uh, secret invasion to this podcast feed on apple podcast to our marvel movie podcast or to our ahsoka podcast uh all under the fantastic geek banner uh a, a digital download code for black panther wakanda forever so you're definitely going to want to be in the running for that or you could just be nice and hit us with the stars and uh the nice words on those feeds on any of our i think we're up to matt now 34 podcast feeds uh, pete you mentioned the word banner something that knocked my socks off something that we actually have not discussed so this is a real a real moment here um you might not even know about it i don't know uh, uh, you talk about the Hulk here on Disney Plus. The 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 incredible, the impossible has happened. <laughs> the Universal Pictures film, The Incredible Hulk, uh, as made by Mar the nascent, the very nascent Marvel Studios. Probably Pete for most people, the least seen MCU film, just because it's like, yeah, it's not fantastic. So maybe it's not part of your DVD slash Blu-ray collection. Let alone, it's never been streaming on Disney Plus. Now is streaming on Disney Plus. I get to go watch a new Marvel movie with my kid who wasn't around when this came <laughs> out. Like this is this ain't nothing. A, a new Marvel movie from the summer of two thousand 
eight. Yeah, I mean, it's look, it's time some of us have uh, the Blu-ray. Um, so th- lots of good things going on here, Pete. From that view of the MCU, which again, it's it that's a, that's an interesting movie to watch because it's like. What if we showed S.H.I.E.L.D. documents, but didn't say too much because can we really crisscross movies? I don't know. Um, Robert Downey Jr. is in it later. Um, from that level of MCU to, you know, being on the cusp of Secret Invasion here, the premiere held last Tuesday night in Hollywood. Your standard El Capitan Theater, red carpet, bright, you know, uh, Los Angeles sunshine pouring in and so forth. And uh, looks like it was a good time had by all who walked the carpet really great to see the cast there to get their moment uh you know sam l jackson and ben mendelson amelia clark olivia coleman don Cheadle, kobe smolders even had dermot mulrooney there and uh kingsley ben adir um so yeah now that that's happened you know now that some episodes have been screened settling in here it's about time for us to get to talking about it talking about the show matt in their moment samuel jackson's had some things to say about marvel movies like he'd be in every one if he could and uh is asking why his character nick fury has not yet been sent to wakanda um that's a really good I mean, but most immediately the answer is maybe that would not have been appropriate for what the most recent Black Panther film needed to do. But um, Samuel L. Jackson knows that an actor must work first and then can do things. Uh, And the fact that he's game for so much, whether it's in the MCU or, you know, in the various Quentin Tarantino movies or just game for all sorts of projects. That's part of the reason why he is a legend. Um, I would totally love to see Nick Fury visit Wakanda. Um, I, 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 I'm assuming he's asking that question kind of rhetorically for the future and not as a setup for this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you consider, we just mentioned 2008 Iron Man earlier that spring, (laughs) um, amazing to think they had, you know, two films and back-to-back seasons, at the start of what would become the Marvel cinematic universe. Uh, but that, you know, credit scene, Nick Fury, Avengers initiative, the, the whole nine yards and, you know, the legend that he was then, and has certainly become as far as box office through the involvement of all these films now hitting the TV side for Marvel. And you think about if, Samuel Jackson says he wants to go to Wakanda. You know, we we keep the rating clear here, and 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 scrubbed. But uh, you you send her to Wakanda. Uh, yeah, I think that that's a that's a team up. Um, that we would love that we'd all love to see. I mean, more more Sam Jackson, more Nick Fury is always a good thing, and I think that that's certainly is part of the appeal of this show. That um. <laughs> We're going to have him, you know, uh, at the center of this intrigue and all of that. Rumors abound. The Thunderbolts plot uh, is about either uh, vibranium or uh, adamantium. And that somehow Wakanda will be involved 
And I could see an evolution where ultimately that would involve Nick Fury. Also wouldn't rule out that he's not in that film. Um, I think that would be very organic placement, like everything else, or like a lot of things right now with the writer's strike. Uh, they are shut down. But uh, and we just had some dates, all sorts of dates shift, which we largely expected. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll we'll get those movies in their time. Well, Pete, uh, before we move on, I'm being told that the newsroom has important breaking news. Pete, to the big board, we go for an update on Quake Watch 2023. Here we are, four days away from one-sixth of Secret Invasion being revealed to us. Where do you put the odds that the character of Quake from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., that Daisy Johnson, will show up? Let's start with this, Pete. What are the odds of Daisy Johnson Quake showing up in the first episode? Well, Matt, at the premiere, at the red carpet... No sign of Chloe Bennett. So if, if I should point to here at Quake Watch desk, that is going to happen. They're not showing their hand just yet. Hmm. Which is an interesting data point because, of course, they could choose not to invite someone so there could be the surprise of it. Oh, wait, Pete. Also in the last week, and I'm not going to say who it is, but in the last week there also was the Indiana Jones red carpet and uh, somebody who is not in the trailer and somebody who I was not expecting to be in this movie was at the red carpet. And that's when I was like, oh, that does kind of make sense. But I suspect that maybe I was, I suspect that maybe when that person shows up in Indiana Jones, we're all supposed to go, Oh my goodness, this person, uh, as opposed to, Oh yeah, I knew that. Well, full disclosure for any new listeners. Uh, I have a nickname, uh, Matt, maybe you want to explain to them the background. Uh, Pete, your nickname is spoiler Pete, because you dig <laughs> these spoilers up. Sometimes from internet back chatter, sometimes from sleuthing on your own. There was one time, true story, that you uh, were, can I say, snuck onto the set of uh, the uh, Godzilla film, the early 2000s Godzilla. You were in an area where you were not supposed to be. So, Spoiler Pete brings, brings a heavy game. And also uh, ruined uh, Talia Ghoul for Matt when we went to go see um, uh, Dark Knight Rises, which he'll never let me uh, live down. But my heart always grows a size too big when uh, Matt sees something and then comes to me like, oh, my God, I saw this because he knows I already know it. Yeah. Um which usually leads to me asking him if he's asking me. <laughs> and then usually I want to back off because I do, I, I want, like, let me put it this way. I will not be surprised if Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny tries to surprise us with that character appearing. Similarly, by the rules of Hollywood, which is red carpets are public and red carpets are covered by the press, but 
It's not like the 80s and the 90s where if you want entertainment news, you watch Entertainment Tonight and 10 million people watch it every single day and anybody who wants to know anything is going to watch it and they're going to see here's you like point being red carpets while public are i think less out there in the zeitgeist like you know you could be a really huge indiana jones fan you didn't necessarily look through all the pictures of the red carpet similarly well so boom fact so i would i would say because we are at least nominally in the quake watch segment here i would say you know, a, a, a message of support with what you're saying, Pete, which is the lack of Chloe Bennett at the premiere should should send ice water down the veins of those who are convinced that uh, Chloe Bennett will be in this show. Charlie Cox didn't go to the She-Hulk premiere. OK, conversely, okay. Matt Ming-Na Wen is at the Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny premiere. She's not in it. Um, it cuts both ways. You know, one of the most pointed to examples of this is when Ray Park, who plays Darth Maul, uh, was photographed at the solo premiere and then boom, you know, secret cameo happens. Um, so there, there's times you read the tea leaves, but if they're playing this game right now, they are holding it close to their vests. Well, I guess Pete thus concludes this uh, segment of Quake Watch. Um, something that we have discussed fairly recently, but I think is worth digging into, is uh, how Major Noel Gardner, our our uh, beloved podcast listener, uh, was among the first to crack the code. There was a little social media game with a picture, and can you put all the numbers together and and get to the secret secret invasion site? Uh, after which the uh the first five minutes the first scene is revealed uh your thoughts coming from all of that i must say pete i have been a conscious conscientious objector i've not watched even though i guess oh, it's not oh, really a spoiler man, you gotta watch it you gotta listen i want to dive into secret invasion you know <laughs> two two dry feet i want to dive on in deep um and maybe there are people listening who haven't haven't uh you know i mean at this point the code is easy enough to find online and so forth maybe people people are just waiting for that full episode experience so so what's your takeaway from this first scene being revealed fun way to do it within the nature and the conceit of the show uh secrets espionage who can you trust the whole thing and uh i just love that you know one of our uh you know listeners we shout out all the time of course cracked it and uh yeah, I, I didn't even know about it. And then, boom, uh, she's got it broken and she's got the password there and then right into it. So that was awesome. And, you know, again, like hide it behind this, have the, the password there. You don't have to take it in. You you can be like Matt. You can be like me and, and want to consume everything you can get your hands on uh, prior to being able to get the rest. I think it is, it's a very fun use of, um, you know, this, this type of website. I don't know that it's officially like, you know, ARG alternate reality gaming. I don't know that's quite as far as, uh, I don't know that we quite call it that, although certainly there's elements of it, but just this notion of here's a website that looks like it's 
real, but it's talking about the show, the movie, whatever. Here's some clue work that needs to be done to put things together to get in there. That's, I feel like that's, that remains an evergreen, uh, an evergreen marketing tool because it's really cool. Once upon a time, it was really cool to go to the Westworld website and click as far as you could go through to book your own stay or farther back to go to the Oceanic Airlines website. And when you put in the right stuff, all of a sudden now you're getting creepy things or you're getting supposed discarded uh, pages and so forth. So this is a this is a good use of let's get people on social media talking about it. And then let's get podcasters talking about how people on social media <laughs> cracked it, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it, it works because it's fun, because it's authentic and it, yeah, we know it's marketing, but it's it, we're we're in on it as opposed to like, oh, they, you know, this feels cheap or it's a it's a soda tie-in or something like that. I think when you match it to the property properly, like you said, sometimes it's you know, be sure to drink your Ovaltine, and you're like, really, come on. Um, and it, it's been used remarkably here. Um, the the buzz everything else so check it out don't check it out but you know as we're just days away it's it's something to whet your appetite much like what's hit uh disney plus in the past couple days yeah it um it continues uh it's a good use of disney plus stuff this marvel legends label where essentially it's clip shows but it's also recapping you on characters and i think sometimes i feel like i didn't really learn anything or other times it's like you know i because it might have been the quicksilver one i'm trying to think what it was in our you know disney plus journeys here but it was something like i've seen age of ultron but i have forgotten this one detail or look in part of their recap here's a line among many lines but oh that's going to be a it doesn't feel like they're saying, "Look, we're going to build a build a, a a tangent off of that line," but it is an important line, you know, blah blah blah. So to know that there are Marvel Legends updated for Nick Fury, Maria Hill, Talos and the Scrolls, uh, Everett Ross, James Rhodes, you know, that's all good. You know, if you if you want that itch and you can't wait for Secret Invasion, check those out. Uh, and they're always it's always a positive experience. What struck me is how many they've done here. They did quite a few for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 as well. And then when you consider the um, the Guardians holiday special, they had done some even before that. So they hit all the Guardians across that. Um, and yeah, they just seem to be cranking them out this second season that they've had here that's dovetailed with uh with phase five now that we're in um and i think there's a place in the world given that we're 15 years into the mcu and you know the people that are concerned about all right is is marvel going through a downtrend is it difficult to keep up? This is the perfect use of these. Okay, you know, if you don't know who these characters are, if you've forgotten, here you go, and you get through them in, you know, five, six minutes, and, and you're good. And I do think, I do think there is something to be said that 
for example, let me this way. Obviously, much of this show is cloaked in mystery and so forth. But I think that I think that the, this show is a Disney Plus sized show from what I can determine at this point, having seen none of the episodes, et cetera, et cetera, in terms of it being slow burn, you know, digging deep, that sort of thing. I I don't know that, like, again, as I've said on prior podcasts, the notion that this show was first teased in the pre-COVID times of Tom Holland's Spider-Man 2, and then it was further teased at the... um the the you know deep in covid lockdown era of wandavision yeah at the very end there there's people that are up and even if it is because they're scroll but is that even a setup there is that set up for marvels and like this show has been coming for so so long i think that that is a negative of the mcu on disney plus these long 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 wait times um which you might say but yeah but it took all 10 years to get to thanos and get that resolution yeah, but along the way, it was like, here's Thor 2, where we got to get some, like, goop, and it's something that makes Jane Foster sick, and guess what? It's actually an Infinity Fingus. Uh, you, you know, the long term was the the feature, not the center of it, or the long term was a bonus, not the center of it. Um, but again, to bring it back to this show, the notion of we're clear on scrolls, we're clear on Talos, you know, I don't know that this is setting up the next Avengers film. In fact, I would argue it's not, seeing as how that's uh, supposed to be focused on another baddie, and whether that comes to pass or not is Marvel's thing to figure out for the future. But, you know, again, this feels like it's going to be six episodes, intrigue, mystery, explosions, characters we know, new characters, and, and that's a journey I'm looking forward to. Seldom have we had a show set up the next movie and with this and Fury and then leading into the Marvels in November, um, I think there's a lot of opportunities for, you know, as best you can come to a seamless feel. I, I would agree. I think the problem is the space between the seams, um, you know, some of which is, it, you know, it's not the fault of. It's not WandaVision's fault that presumably they had the Talos, or pardon me, presumably they had the scroll secret scene. Let's just say that was scripted before they started to film, and then they film, and then they pause for 10 months because of COVID, and it's blah, 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 all of that stuff. It's just, it's a weird time frame that we are working in um, where I feel like the things that should be interconnected don't necessarily feel connected. Um, but trying to be positive here, cause I'm not down on this concept, uh, of a show. The fact that we do get so many returning characters, I think that's when, you know, like, oh, uh, you told me this at WandaVision, which was at a point where it was still masking and I couldn't go out to dinner, which feels like forever ago and, and meh, versus like Nick Fury eternally on our screens, Maria Hill, ditto, you know, Rhodey who, predates the current actor at you know et cetera et cetera it's, we're gonna be back we're gonna be back in the middle of it once the show does start on wednesday well now matt we're gonna do something of a tradition that's developed for the disney plus marvel shows certainly fantastic geek goes all the way back to what we call the mothership 
around here, uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that we podcast for seven seasons there began us in the MCU. I know some of you acknowledge it. No, some of you don't don't have to. Hence the, you know, uh, Quake Watch and the uh, the interest that lies there. But this tradition we've developed with the um, Disney Plus shows, Matt, is now let's predict uh, the cameo or cameos. And then let's see if there'll be any secret invasion scene or scenes towards the end of the season. So I would like to swing big here. And and let me tell you why. I think that it's not just us on the fan level who have noticed that sometimes these connections, that life has gotten in the way, that there was that easy handoff of, you know, up there, says the scroll, and that was meant to roll into a Marvel's movie, uh, you know, a, a year or 18 months later, and Secret Invasion probably predating that, you know, and, and and life got in the way. COVID got in the way. Now a strike is getting in the way. So here's my proposal here, to sit and say, you know, uh, so-and-so would sit and say, and then Hawkeye suddenly shows up because it's a secret announcement for Hawkeye season two. I think me, here's my proposal at the corporate level. Maybe it's like, whoa, we don't want to get caught trapped behind a, a situation, whatever it might be. So maybe Pete, how about the eternal things, uh, that, that we know are out there. Maybe we get a secret scene that is going to reference adamantium, or it is going to give us the, the snicked of Wolverine's claws without an act, you know, j- just, just the glove and the, and the, uh, the metal, you know, so where you don't need to worry about, we've cast a person we've this and that, the other, maybe it's that sort of thing. Maybe there's some sort of reference to, uh, you know, there's a cosmic storm coming or something like that. And we can say, I know that's fantastic Four, even though that movie's not right around the corner. It's not officially, uh, cast certainly i think the date was recently on the move as disney dated a bunch of stuff because redated stuff because of the uh the strike etc etc but maybe it's that maybe it's a story um a story uh cameo if you will as opposed to things that have you know yes it's been like oh scrolls are up there or other things but that's that's more been because we're setting up the next date the next title the next name maybe it's a story point mutants are coming fantastic four is coming that sort of thing That's an interesting way to look at it. I'm going to go on the record, Matt, and say that we will see Monica Rambeau in Secret Invasion. I like that. I really, really like that, particularly since from what we've seen of the Marvel's trailer, it's Ms. Marvel and Captain Marvel that are in some sort of back and forth power trading situation, teleporting, whatever it is, it's the two of them. Um, and maybe it is Monica Rambeau who is going to be the, um, the the pivot point or the one who's going to go save the day. And that certainly would be a great handoff there. So my hat's off to you. I'm also going to say that there will be some kind of tie-in to the gigantic uh, Tiamat celestial that uh, started to come out of the Earth in Matt's favorite mcu movie um i'm gonna uh, pete i'm gonna bet against the house on this i'm gonna bet against spoiler pete which means i'm probably gonna lose i really really think 
that the takeaway from Eternals was this did not work on every level and we are going to erase its future. We're not going to mention it. We're not going to this, that, the other. Now, Pete, I also thought we'd never see Ed Norton on Disney Plus as there the Hulk. And here we are this weekend. <laughs> um, but I, I'm going to I'm gonna disagree with that one. And when I'm probably wrong, I'm still going to fold my arms and say, harumph, this was a bad idea. Brought to you by the guy. But by, by the guy, by the studio that couldn't even get some of the special effects right for this and that, the other. I'm going to harumph the whole way. So between now and the premiere, we want to hear from you. We want you to predict the cameos. We want you to predict any kind of uh, credit scenes that might pop up on this adventure and play along with us at home. Yeah, uh, and let's let's have that conversation there that'll be fun pete how can people be in touch with you to share their predictions for where secret invasion will take us you can find me on twitter at peter p-i-e-t-e-r-j-k-e-t-e-l-a-a-r k-e-t-e-l-a-a-r uh 12,799 followers can't be wrong and while i'm personally on twitter is looking back lost do be in touch with the podcast comment on fantasticgeek.com check us out on twitter instagram and gmail we are fantastic geek as well but wait Pete, there's more facebook.com slash fantastic geek all one word with the p and the h like it today and pete we can't wrap up before we give our thanks as always to those who support us on patreon patreon.com slash fantastic geek uh, we could not have this podcast. It would it would not be possible without the support of people there uh, every month. So our thanks to them. You keep this enterprise uh, not so secret uh, with all your contributions and your help that you provide through there. Uh, yes, it takes a dollar a month to get you in that door, and then you can choose all sorts of levels uh, that you can contribute after that. Um, but again, it's the democracy of choosing to do that. The value you place on our podcast work can't contribute right now. And we completely understand you can help for free. You can go on Apple podcasts. You can leave us those ratings. You can leave us those reviews, which get us further out there on top of being listened to in a hundred countries, but also help us just as much as a monetary donation. Pete, looking ahead, we'll be talking Star Trek Sunday tomorrow with uh, a Strange New Worlds discussion about the Season 2 premiere. Beyond that, cannot wait to dig into Secret Invasion. As I said towards the top of the podcast, you know, no joke, there we were counting down to a couple days before New Year's saying, <laughs> might have even been New Year's Eve? You know, <laughs> any time now they're going to announce Secret Invasion. It might be the third week in January or maybe we get to the Super Bowl and they say, surprise, it's coming out in two weeks or something like that. Here it is, Pete, entering the second half of June. Here we are really settling into summer and it's Secret Invasion time. I cannot wait. And uh, with that, I'll say adios to all the listeners, Pete, and give you the final word. Talk to you soon.